Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, anti-social networking. Lauren brings the case against her friend, Mike. She says Mike texts and emails regularly when they're commuting, having lunch, or generally being social, and that it's rude and distracts him from the conversation. Mike says using your phone in casual social situations is perfectly okay if you can multitask and par for the course with our generation. Who's right and who's rude? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. I think if Mike and Lauren want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have the right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back in my chambers where Bailiff Jesse and I are doing things that no one in this room, including Mike and Lauren, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing, which is to say we're in there shutting pie holes. Bailiff Jesse, swear them in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he will only use electronic technologies that he can manipulate with his hands in the air, sort of like Tom Cruise in Minority Report? (laughs) I do. (laughs) I would expect nothing less. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Hello, Mike and Lauren. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Now, uh, for an immediate summary judgment, can either one of you name the piece of culture that I was paraphrasing as I walked into the courtroom? It's actually killing me because I've seen it and I know it somewhere in my brain. All right. That's a no, Mike. Uh, No. Okay. Another summary judgment narrowly averted. It's not the (laughs) Devil Wears Prada, is it? No, it is the social network. Oh. Uh. Why would I say the devil wears Prada? That has nothing to do with what we're about to talk about, which is <laughs> uh, over-texting on social networks. And also, let me just say, uh, I, I feel a little sad about suggesting that Jesse and I were in, in chambers shutting pie holes because that sounded gross. <laughs> I was trying to make a reference to Jesse Thorne's, Bailiff Jesse Thorne's uh, famous catchphrase, uh, shut your pie hole, which usually sounds gross. Doubly so when it's imagined <laughs> happening in private in chambers. Whatever it means, I apologize for it. Uh, Lauren and Mike, I'm going to start with you, Lauren. Uh, well, who brought the case to me originally? I did. Okay, Lauren, I will start with you. Uh, you are the, you are the uh, plaintiff. You are the complainant. Uh, before I ask you what the nature of the case is, you refer to Mike uh, several times in your initial brief as your work spouse. This is not a term that I'm aware of. What does it mean? It's the person at work that you go to when you are stressed out about something and need to vent, the person you most often talk to at work, the person who knows kind of your more about your personal life, the person you go to to borrow Tylenol, um, the person you most often have lunch with and often bicker with as well. Your, 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 work, your, your best friend at work. Right. And it okay. te- the definition, I've, it, it seems to include also that it tends to be somebody of the opposite sex and can mm-hmm. often be people who are coupled otherwise. And do, you, do either of you have spouses? No. 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 Okay. Because uh, I'm just trying to determine whether or not this is going to turn into a delightful rom-com or a tragic melodrama. Is there the possibility that you would ever be romantically attracted to one another? No. Okay. Fair no. Enough. Okay. Uh, good. Let's keep it professional, is what I say. <laughs> all right. And what is the problem? What is it that Mike, your Paniwani husband, does all the time at work that bothers you so much? 
Um, the main problem that I would like to discuss is that of when we walk to the metro and take the metro home to D.C. together, which we do fairly often, or if we drive home together. And by home, um, you, you do not you do not cohabitate. We do not. Oh, you live in the same in a similar neighborhood. Yes, okay. in D.C. All right, go ahead. It can. It starts as soon as we enter the stairwell that leads to the outside that leads to the metro. Mm-hmm. Mike will have his phone in his hand and be doing something on it um, during the walk to the walk to the platform on the train, and the conversation will be somewhat chopped up because of that. And I have occasionally made sort of vague, oblique remarks, somewhat half-joking, requesting that he stop. And they have not been effective, unsurprisingly. Um, And it just feels like I can't have the most satisfying, fun conversation with him or serious because he's doing something on the phone and I don't know what he's doing. Is he texting? Is he tweeting? Is he looking up something on Wikipedia? It could be anything. But I feel like there's Mm -hmm. two separate interactions happening and I'm only part of one of them with very little percentage of his attention. Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. What did you say? I was just texting Bailiff Jesse. I was just seeing seeing if Bailiff Jesse wanted to shut some pie holes in chambers later. Uh, (laughs) Mike, is this true? Uh, do you do you, you what what are you doing when you are commuting with uh, with Lauren? I do use my phone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask you some simple yes and no questions. I don't want you to defend okay. yourself yet. I just want to get a, a picture of of what's going on. Uh, uh, the nexus of things you might be doing on the phone. Are you texting friends? Uh, I could be. Yeah. Okay. Are you updating uh, various uh, social networks? Uh, that is also possible. Are you looking professional up- and personal? Okay, I'm I'm not judging. I'm just asking. Uh, okay. Are you are you looking up things on Wikipedia? No. Okay. Are you simply uh, trying to pretend that Lauren doesn't exist? Uh, as much as I might like to do that, and that is a good idea. Um, no, right. I don't pretend that she does not exist. So so now so now that we have moved into the openly catty phase of the hearing. Uh, how would you defend yourself against Lauren's uh, accusation? <laughs> and and, I, and um, you may you are you are you you have permission to treat uh, your opponent cattily. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, uh, well, I work in marketing, communications, and media relations. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a large part of my job um, that requires me to be plugged in, uh, whether it be to. Um, or my uh, my email at work. You, um, you understand that 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 we do not buzz market social networks on this podcast. So would you please use oh, the generic? I'm sorry. That's okay. Would you uh, would you uh, please use the generic social network that we used as a, as a stand in for those? Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage Hangoutspot dot net. That is the <laughs> that is the official social network of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, and that is the only one that will buzz market moving forward. So, okay. Uh, so, uh, can I paraphrase that as various social networks? You may. Okay, thank you. In any event, uh, I am uh, constantly connected to email and various social networks for my job, which definitely spills into my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I am equally connected to my own social networks and my own personal email. Um, so it's just kind of like an occupational hazard. Um, it is my feeling that in general, um, communication is becoming a lot more casual um, and that the same um, 
I would say, I guess, rigid social constructs don't necessarily apply the same way that they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an expected immediacy to uh, these various electronic forms of communication, which I uh, buy into. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to respond fast uh, and be kind of quick on the uptake. What about um, quick responses excuse in me. person? Excuse me, Lauren. Excuse me. I'm listening to Mike right now. Sorry. Seriously. We're not on one of those trashy TV court shows, Lauren. Yeah, this is a, Get it together. This is a real fake courtroom. Uh, okay. there, there is currently, because of technology, there's currently an expectation that we're working all the time. And uh, because of addictive centers in our brain, we feel that we have to, uh, we have to live in that kind of world, even though uh, it, is, um, it is a horrible way to live. But that's fine. If that's how you choose to live, that's fine. I appreciate that. That's a choice that you're making. Lauren, uh, you, were, you wanted to interject something there? You had an objection to make? I did want to interject. I... Overruled. Now, Mike, I wanted to ask you another question. Uh, okay. Do you and Lauren work in the same line of work? You work in the same uh, we, office, we work, but, do you, but do you... We work, work in the same office. We are in different departments. Should Lauren be checking her email, social networks, Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage, hangoutspot.net, all of the famous social networks that there are? Should she be doing this more? Yes or no? Should uh, Professionally, should she be doing what you are doing? Do you, in your opinion? Uh, no, it's not necessary for her job. In your opinion, no. does she even know how to do any of those things? <laughs> I would suspect most of them know. Okay. In fact, I'm not even completely sure that she knows what some of them are. Lauren, does, does this happen only when you guys are commuting, or does it happen uh, at work as well? It definitely happens at work. We'll be having lunch with um, a group of people, and the phone will come out, and what was a delightful banter or intelligent discussion that included Mike will turn into a slight, slightly sadder one because he is not only not present mentally, but visibly rejecting all of us by paying attention to his phone instead of to the people at the table. So how does it make you feel when this happens? It makes me feel like something else more important is going on. It feels like we don't... I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to give you a, a, a multiple choice answer to make this a little <laughs> easier for you. Fantastic. Uh, does it feel like, A, <laughs> that you are unvalued as a friend? Yes. Right. Well, that's actually... It's multiple choice. Should I wait for the rest of the choices? Yeah. No, that was going to be the only choice, actually. Can I say all of the above? <laughs> I was going to say, A, wait. unvalued as a friend, and B and C are the same. So... <laughs> All of the above? All of the above. Does that, does that bother you, Mike, that Lauren feels unvalued as a friend because you are constantly yes. checking? Okay. Now, you gave me some – do you want to expound on that or, or do you have to send an email right now? No. My phone is actually put away. Thank you. Um, Lies. Excuse me. <laughs> I will have order. I am telling the truth. Shut your pie now. holes. In chambers. <laughs> the new the new Judge John Hodgman podcast after dark. <laughs> Judge Hodgman, have you ever played that game where uh, after you eat a Chinese meal, you get the fortune cookies and That's you read right. the fortune out loud I mean, and then add in chambers? In chambers at the end, exactly so. <laughs> you are you are a sensitive and intuitive judge in chambers. In chambers. Lucky numbers 22, 22 and 22. All right, Lauren, I value you as a friend, but you do have to shut your pie hole for a moment. Mike, uh, um, how does it make you feel when I, Lauren says that she is unvalued as a friend because you are constantly checking your electronic device? 
I feel badly about that. No, you um, do not. You feel I, bad, Mike. You feel bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel bad. Yes, I you, feel your, bad. your capacity to feel, uh, I think, uh, does function. Has been numbed by social media. It may, be, it may be that you do actually feel badly now that I think about it. It may be that you, <laughs> you are oh, gradually yes. oh, becoming yes. a sociopath. Ooh, Warren. I think it was a purposeful uh, grammatical error, in fact. Uh, conveyed a different meaning. Mike, mm. you sent in some some uh, some evidence. You both sent in some evidence, but I'm I'm curious about. See, Lauren, you have a picture of Mike here using his phone and then looking up from his phone, surprised that there's another human being in the world. <laughs> there is an image of you guys um, raising shot glasses with Garth Brooks, apparently in a in a <laughs> in a kitchen. Are you friends with Garth Brooks? Who is this person wearing the black cowboy hat? That person yeah, is who our is this coworkers. Person? boyfriend then you then you have a picture of you of yourselves at a party together where everyone uh everyone's face is covered by some kind of balloon <laughs> did you Rainbow obscure defense. everybody's faces who gave who gave me this picture mike did mike did you obscure everyone's faces in this photo i did and i actually never gave it to lauren i sent it directly to you thank judge. you okay so lauren you don't know what i'm talking about well, I do, but okay. only because I looked over his shoulder. Right. The crazy, the crazy balloon face party that you went to. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Now, Mike, I'm, since we're talking about evidence that you gave, I, I was fascinated by, by your submission of evidence because uh, you said uh, the, the first proof, uh, the first photo that you send is proof that Lauren and I work together. And then in parentheses, you said, despite how much this development has come to aggravate me. <laughs> do you remember writing those words, sir? I did, and you, Lauren actually saw them herself. And can you explain to me what you mean? A part of my friendship with Lauren is that we both aggravate each other and tease each other playfully and in fun. Um, okay. So that was just me being sarcastic no, no. Uh, and catty, okay. as you put it. Very well. Um, mm. uh, I, I, and then the next, uh, I think that this carries over to the next photo. You submitted yes. a picture of Lauren holding up a, uh, a communication device marketed by a computer company that I used to work for. I won't buzz market <laughs> it, but uh, you say, here is proof that Lauren, too, loves her device, one that you encouraged her to get in the hopes of making her look more professional. Uh, does, does Lauren need to look more professional? Uh, no, she doesn't. She operates with a painful amount of professionalism at all times. Okay. Um, and then the, the follow-up question I have is, does constant texting on the phone these days convey an air of professionalism that is required in the, uh, in the, in the, in the workplace? Depending on what you're doing on your phone, uh, yes. I use my phone for my job. But you're using your phone consistently for your job or your own personal pleasure, not to convey an air to the world around you that you are uh, that you are important in some way. No. That your attention is required elsewhere, even when your own friend is talking to you. No, no. I, I don't think that I present myself that way. All right. You're, and then you have a picture of Lauren uh, doodling uh, during a meeting, and she's drawing <laughs> a, cu a couple of girls with different hairstyles. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the bottom corner uh, of this photo, and uh, I think she should go with the one farthest to the right. What do you? I think? don't know how he got that picture. Uh, well, he, you know, you may know that he owns a, a, a device. He owns a phone. <laughs> Are you aware of this? I didn't realize it had a camera on it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm getting to be See, on exactly. Mike's side. Exactly. She here. doesn't know how to use these things. <laughs> 
Maybe, you know, maybe, Lauren, you need to, uh, you need to uh, learn at least what <laughs> the weapons that the enemy has. Um, I thought it would make one of those snapping sounds, like an old-fashioned camera, so I'd be alerted. She didn't even see me throw the dark black like sheet over my head to take the picture. Oh, Mike, I am so mad at you now for getting there before me. That's oh, the exact so joke sorry. I was going to make. Let the record yes. show that the defendant beat the judge to the uh, the joke about putting the black drape over his body to in order to take an old timey photograph. So I at least have one win in this, right? If I not would like two. To point out that but Lauren, didn't you see him? Didn't you see him raising up the? Uh, the, the the wooden container of gunpowder <laughs> in order to make a flash. Yes. Uh, and then we let all let the record show that the judge came back. The judge is back. <laughs> but wait, I really must. I must interject right. here and say that I'll be the, the only reason Mike was able to make that joke so speedily is because I myself talked about a black curtain going over someone's head in a meeting we had this morning where we were talking I don't recall, about I don't bringing an old-fashioned photographer to a fundraiser. Words, so that's the only reason, Judge, that he beat you to that. Their bickering or or Lauren, I could have just dug into my memory banks and pulled that out, words, which is exactly spouses. what happened. So I'm going to have to ask you to stop. You've been listening to another enjoyable segment of Work Spouses. Fun time <laughs> bickering between two people who love, hate each other right, at work so, every day. So, so, Judge, if we may hand it back over to you. Oh, oh, yeah, you may. You know what? You may. I'll give you that permission. Lauren, when you are commuting on the Metro, is there reception for Mike's phone? Do you, do you know? Well, and, and truth be told, I do now have one of the more popular devices myself now. So, he, no, there is intermittent coverage on okay. the Metro. So there are occasional times where he frantically checks for a new message but cannot get one because there's no coverage in that particular section of the tunnel. And how long is the commute? I think that's a mischaracterization. Right. Frantic. Mike, Mike, is there reception on I'm the Metro? There, uh, there are when you pull into, or there is Certain. reception when you pull into stations. Yes. How often do you do you guys commute together? Fifty um, percent of the time. Fifty um, percent of the time. I would I would say that uh, I would say thirty three percent of the time I'm on the metro with Lauren. Okay, and then do you guys commute in, or in a, metroing in a, or or driving one or the other? And and so sometimes you carpool together. Do, do I understand that correctly? Yes. yes. All right. And, and, and Mike, may I presume that you are texting while driving uh, yeah. while, while also taking yes. old-timey photographs Sometimes. of the scenery? <laughs> yeah, of Mike, did you, did you actually just admit to texting while driving on a live podcast with me, Judge John no. Hodgman? <laughs> it was a joke. An, okay, that was a joke. Oh, wanna, my God, it was not. Lauren, he doesn't text while he drives, right? Lauren? Um, Lauren, I, I, I will remind you you are under fake oath. I, under, so, yes, he does. But I do too sometimes. Oh my God. But but not when other people. You're under fake oath. Fake oath. I only fake. text while driving when I'm by myself. Look, I am not in a position. I am not in a position to arrest you, only to warn you sternly to not do that. And uh, and now I do. What uh what Lauren uh would you want to have happen in this? If I were to rule in your favor, what uh, what uh, damages are you seeking? I think this is a little bit challenging because, um, you know, if you were to rule what I would like you to rule, which is that, in fact, it is rude to be on your device while with another person, unless you say, hold on just one second, I've got this one message. That's the exception. Oh, if you just have to say, hold on a second. But if you rule in my favor in that sense, I think it would be really hard for Mike. And I think he would um, 
it, he would struggle to do it and he would kind of hate it. And so I'm, I, I'm not, I need some, some judicial wisdom here and how to create some sort of injunction that he will be able to obey without the addictive centers in his brain exploding in misery for the 20 minutes that we are on the train together. Mike, what would happen if you, if you, if you did put away the, the phone while on the train for 20 minutes? I think that I would break down in tears. No, I mean, I could put the phone away. Mm-hmm. And I what, mean, though, keep it like, like our, our commute is 45 minutes at mm-hmm, least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I could, I could put my phone away for 20 minutes of the commute. What would I could try what, and reduce my an usage, ad, but I don't think I use it as much as Lauren is leading you to believe that I do. And I think that I do it in a reasonably polite way. I mean, if I'm taking calls, I excuse myself. I only respond to work emails. I don't check my own email unless I'm by myself. Um, I don't like. I, I don't think that I am taking advantage of these social outlets um, as often as she is. Leading you to believe. And, and oh my goodness! Excuse me. Are you going? I to said, oh me? my goodness. I no, no. I heard what you said. I'm saying. Oh. Excuse me. Stop talking. Maybe I should oh. put it that way. Before, but <laughs> what do you do? You you disagree with his perception of reality? I take it. I do. Mm-hmm. Can you have? Do you have any evidence to suggest that he's not telling the truth, or are you just calling him a liar again? So I was not able Lauren, to secure... Uh, Lauren did not subpoena my cell phone record, so she does not have any evidence. Oh, that would have been very smart. But I, and I was not able to secure a text record, like a screenshot or a photograph of him texting while on the train. But I know that he texts the guy that he's seeing. I know that he texts friends to confirm plans or just to chat. I think some of it's idle chat. And I just think it would be nice if he would be... Uh, here's the thing. I would love it if you could rule that Mike wanted to put the phone away and that he um, would that you could rule that he has to f- prefer chatting with me <laughs> to uh, you guys being really on are own. you you really you really do think of each other as spouses, don't you? I do. It's not that I we want do. you to do something. I just want you to want to do something. <laughs> right, exactly. Hmm. <sighs> Because it doesn't feel good if he's like, oh, fine, I'll listen to you how much time, talk. How much time do you guys spend together during the day at work? It is constant. Constant? Would you agree, Lauren? Well, constant? Yes. Throughout the day, we visit each other's cubicles and chat briefly, and sometimes we have lunch together. So several, many times a day, yes. Sometimes the interaction we call each other. is continuous. And Mike, my, my last question is this photo uh, that, you, that you surreptitiously took of Lauren uh, drawing doodles on a pad, this you want to, you, this is to get her fired, or what's what is the point of this photo? <laughs> no, um, it is to um, illustrate my point that that I think we all take liberties in different situations where we should be being more courteous than we are, um, and that I think that this is something that everybody widely does. Um, it's just a matter as it relates to this case uh, involving cell phone use, trying to be as respectful about it as possible. Um, And while I admit to being guilty of not doing that all the time, I think that for the most part, I I try to be courteous of others when I'm using my phone and use good judgment in when and what situations I use it. All right, I think I have everything I need to make my decision. Jesse, if you would please ask uh, the, the defendant and complainant to shut their pie holes, I will go into 
chambers and, uh, and start uh, uh, going on a Wikipedia tear that will last 45 minutes. Mike, Lauren, please shut your pie holes and rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. You may now open your pie holes. Lauren, how are you feeling about your chances in this case? I have to say, um, this has not gone as smoothly as I had hoped, but <laughs> I do think that the judge will uh, come down in my favor. Why is that? I guess I have found on his uh, many other rulings as pertain to close relationships that he has a very, he has a lovely, warm wisdom about him, about the best way friends should take care of each other. And I think that that will uh, hold sway in this situation. Mike, why are you oh, against friends God. taking care of each other? <laughs> uh, I'm only um, I'm only against that in situations like this where friends clearly clearly are brown nosing clearly. <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, I hope you friends have been taking care of one another while I was there in chambers, <laughs> isolated and considering my decision. Mike, here's what I got to say to you. Mm. This is something that I just got to tell you. Don't text while driving. I'm going to say the same thing to Lawrence and don't worry about it. Okay. That is a really, really bad thing to do for reasons yes. that, that go without saying. And I understand the temptation. And indeed, the temptation is partly the problem. Now, doodling, okay? The evidence that you gave that Lauren is just as bad at you as some things, right? Doodling is a terrible example because there have been many studies that have come out that suggest that doodling... Uh, actually uh, enhances concentration, particularly when someone is paying attention to uh, something boring like whatever meeting uh, Lauren was clearly in in that photograph. And you were there, too, also doing something other than what you should be doing, which was taking a picture, <laughs> I might add. Collecting evidence. Yeah, collecting evidence. I gotcha. Uh, but doodling, doodle, doodling is, a, is a meditative, creative act that alerts, uh, that alerts the, the, the brain and allows it to absorb more things. And this has been shown in, in studies. There was a, a study out of uh, the University of Plymouth in the UK in 2009 that people who were listening to uh, a boring telephone message retained more of it uh, while they were asked to uh, shade in uh, alternating uh, grids on a piece of graph paper to imitate the, 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 the psychological profile of doodling. Um, and mm. as I say, it is, it is, a, it is a, a positive meditative act that people have done uh, for centuries. What you're doing, without commenting on its essentialness to your business and, and personal life, uh, is not something that people have been doing uh, for centuries. Indeed, it's a very, very new behavior. Uh, and, when, and when you think about it, it really goes back to, I first discovered text messaging bizarrely when I was in Italy in 2004. Um, and then really, it, it, it's in the, the advent of the smartphone uh, and the pervasive smartphone starting around 2007. Um, that, that we have had access to almost everyone in our lives 100% of the time. You are absolutely correct, Mike, that from a business point of view, this has created a, a, a sense, an imperative indeed, to be available uh, at all times. I personally find that to be ridiculous and loathsome and unprecedented in human history. Um, but it is in certain, certain business situations absolutely a necessity. But the activity... Contrary to doodling, which is meditative and brain awakening, the activity of checking email and checking texts has been shown recently to rapidly and massively increase stress levels. And then obviously texting while driving um, is, uh, uh, is very dangerous intrinsically. And generally speaking, I think that this, this behavior 
makes us more twitchy and addictive and, uh, and uh, less, um, uh, it hinders our concentration. And if there's any proof of that, it's my inability to put a sentence together right now because I'm also, <laughs> I'm also currently ordering a pizza. Now, uh, all of this I say as a, as a warning to you, Mike, a warning, mm-hmm. and only a warning, okay? Um, the, the texting while driving thing has to, has to stop before someone gets hurt or someone gets arrested or someone gets a terrible, something bad happens, right? And then the other stuff, too, it's just like, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta take it easy. You got to take it easy. What you think uh, is, uh, is uh, business essential it may or may not be business essential. What you think is personally pleasurable, uh, I personally think is actually um, making, uh, making people more anxious uh, and, and less happy. But here's the thing. This is a matter of personal choice for you to make, Mike, for you to make. And if you, get, if you have a business necessity to be checking constantly, and if you, have, if you get pleasure out of checking constantly, I cannot prohibit you from doing this. Lauren? I, uh, I understand that you want friends to be good to one another, uh, and I appreciate uh, that Mike is your work spouse, and I appreciate why you might have a certain air of confidence coming into this case, because in spousal situations, I have an almost perverse uh, likelihood of ruling on the side of the, of the wife. Uh, but guess what? You're not married. You are work spouses, you need. To, oh no! Yeah, you're not. But this, <laughs> but this is a this is this is a real issue. You guys are you guys are friends. You guys are friends, and you spend a lot of time together at work. And I agree, you know that uh, that it is really hard when you are spending time with a friend, and this happens to me a lot. And they are constantly taking phone calls or checking texts or checking emails. It makes you feel. Uh, like human garbage, and that's terrible. And you have said as much, and I am glad that you did say that you feel undervalued as a friend, or at least you took my verbal prompt to say those exact words, <laughs> right? Because that's what you can do. But even if you were married uh, to Mike, and even if there were the additional layer of commitment to one another that might uh, give you more weight in saying, please don't do this, all you can do in life to another person is say, please don't do this. You can never say, even to your husband or spouse or wife or whatever it is, please don't want to do what you're doing. That is not Ugh. something that a human can control about another human. And I guarantee you that when you find your actual spouse in life, uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at, uh, at commitment that way, if you demand that people want things that they don't want, it's just going to be horrible for everybody. Okay. And the thing okay. is, Mike... You have us both very nervous. Mike isn't your spouse. Mike has uh, someone that he is seeing that he wants to talk to. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, no. When you, guys com- when you guys commute, your work day is over. Mike's night <laughs> is beginning. I know that you guys are friends. I know that you are friends who are good to one another. I find in favor of Mike, while what he is doing makes it's you terrible. feel bad... And he should be, as your friend, cognizant of that. And I encourage him to modify his behavior, both for your sake and his own, by, by maybe putting the phone into airplane mode when you're on the metro, because frankly, your connectivity is going to be compromised anyway. I cannot compel him to do these things because it is a matter of choice any more than I could compel another person to want to do something else just because I want it to happen. 
All you can do is say what you have said, Lauren, and I absolutely trust that Mike has heard what you said and will consider modifying his behavior without uh, the compulsion from even a fake judge. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge Sean Hodgman rules, that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Lauren, is this the result you were expecting? Not in the least. How do you I feel? I am very surprised. Um, I am disappointed, uh, but I do appreciate uh, the reminder that I am not, in fact, Mike's wife. Um, <laughs> and, and also the reminder that I can't change what people actually want and feel. Mike, how are you feeling? Um, well, the, the verdict was different from what I was expecting as well, to be completely honest. So Lauren, that makes two of us. Um, and I don't find that there is, um, uh, I don't find that there is real satisfaction in this win, to be honest. Are you going to change your behavior? Uh, I now want to change my behavior. Um, whether or not that will definitively happen, uh, I'll have to check back in with you in a few months. But, but yes, like the judge uh, made his point very clearly and um, and elegantly, as only he can. Hey, guess what? what, guys? I just came out of chambers because I need to make one more quick ruling. I order Mike to not change what he wants to do. Hey, no! I'm sorry, Lauren. <laughs> if you do that, Mike, then 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 we go away from here having learned nothing. Mike, you will want what you want. That is hum- that is the human condition. You have no control over that. What you have control mm-hmm. over is your action. And the degree to which you modify your action because another human being to make another human being feel better or more valued or maybe even to make yourself feel better or more valued, that is what you control. But you can't control what you want, and I don't want you to feel that you... I insist that you not want to feel the way you feel about changing your wants. <laughs> I'm going back into chambers. Duly, duly noted. Mike, Lauren, thanks for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. It was fun. Thank you, guys. Judge Hodgman! Judge Hodgman! Hello! Hey, yeah, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on. Can you hear my thumbs? Can you hear my thumbs? Don't. Come on. I'm. No, I'm not asking you, Jesse, if you can hear my thumbs. I'm. I'm I'm asking Jonathan Colton on the other line if you can hear me texting him at this very moment. No, just, 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 what, 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 what? We have a docket to clear. I was just making my reservations for Joko Cruise Crazy Three. Was Marcus? (laughs) Hey, I'm just happy that you're coming to Max Fun Con East. Oh, me too. I'm going to all the things. Can't wait. Okay, let's clear this docket. Here's something from Adam. My girlfriend and I shop at a farmer's market in Sacramento, California. Well, good for you. Yeah, I have fun buzz marketing your farmer's market in Sacramento. Every week, she accepts samples from a number of vendors, even when she has no intention of buying the product. She thinks that farmers want to give out samples to a large number of people and hope that enough of them will be convinced to buy their product. I, on the other hand, feel that you should only sample foods you would consider buying. It's inconsiderate and wastes the farmer's time and money. 
I seek an injunction that if she has no intention of buying that product, she should say, no, thank you, and keep walking. It is not surprising to me that a gentleman who regularly goes to a farmer's market might be incredibly sanctimonious, even to his own girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, The idea of a sample is to entice someone who might not be considering to buy a thing into buying a thing. The moment to, to take the sample when you are intent on buying the thing, that is when you are being disingenuous, because you are going to give them the money anyway. To allow yourself to be open to the enticement of buying a thing, and then to make a decision based on your enjoyment of that sample, that is the definition, frankly, of free will. Yes, cheese cubes on a toothpick given away for free is the definition of free will, as far as I'm concerned. She should enjoy as many samples as she likes. Judge Hodgman, I'm really glad that you brought up Max FunCon East earlier. <laughs> Actually, I brought up Joko Cruise Crazy 3, but I also enjoy Max FunCon East as a topic <laughs> Max, of conversation. Max FunCon East is coming up at the end of October, October 26th through 28th in the Poconos. Um, so all of you uh, East Coast and middle of the country type folks, come join me and Judge Hodgman and lots of other special guests who we haven't announced yet uh, at Max FunCon East. MaxFunCon.com is where you get your tickets. It is really the experience of a lifetime. And it is also about 80% full right now. So is some people really? have been... Yeah, some people have been telling me, like, I don't want to wait until they announce the guests. The whole point is we don't announce the guests because we want people to be coming to Max FunCon not to see a particular person. And so if you wait until the guests are announced, you're going to be you're going to be rear end out on this thing. Yeah. And also, uh, I happen to know, unless things have changed, I know of one secret guest who's very exciting. You don't come to the Maximum Fun family of podcasts because... You know, Jesse's going to be talking to, uh, uh, what's the name of a celebrity, Jesse? Bruce Jenner? Yeah. Like, you don't come to Maximum Fun because Jesse's talking to Bruce Jenner. You come to Maximum Fun because you know Jesse's going to be talking to interesting people. Like Bruce Jenner from the Olympics. Like Bruce Jenner from the Olympics, for example. Now, is it the uh, gathering of the juggalos of the Max Fun family? Of course it is. But you do not need to know who the acts are. Because you are coming uh, to enjoy the company of people, like-minded individuals, who all enjoy the same uh, sort of thing. And that thing specifically isn't a band or a person or a personality, but uh, the delight of being surprised. Uh, MaxFunCon.com is where you go to get your tickets. And I think you should go to Joko Cruise Crazy, too. I say take two vacations No, no, no. Joko Cruise Crazy 3. As well. Take Joe, go to Joko Cruise Crazy as well. Go to all the things, everybody. Anyway, we'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at gosuperego.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. 
If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.